I'm going to be reading from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Starting at 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father, loves it ever, has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, again we thank you for the sacred scriptures. Thank you that they God breathed and they're profitable to teach us, to correct us and to train us in righteousness. But help us, Father, as we come now, help us to listen carefully, attentively to what your word has to say to us so that you can minister to our hearts and convict us of our sin and, and help us in our walk with you. Thank you again that we have such wonderful truth to remind us of our confession of faith, to remind us that our, our belief is one that is worked out in our lives. It's not just in our head, but it's in our hands and it's worked out into the lives of people. Thank you again for the Apostle John who's written such a beautiful letter to, to cause us to examine our hearts, to see if we are born of God. And if we are, are we doing what you ask us to do? Have mercy upon us, Father. Thank you again for Robertson Reformed Community Church. Thank you again we can be here this morning and we can sit under the Word. Help me, Father, to be faithful and clear and understood. Help us all to hear what your Word has to say to our hearts and our minds. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I'm going to continue in, as you know, 1 John chapter 5. And we continue with faith's victory. And wasn't last night's rugby game a great victory for the Stormers? Now that is generally what victory is all about. It's about success in, in, in a struggle, in a war, or in a competition. And last night's match was a competition. But we want to look at victory in the Christian life. And I ask the question, as a Christian, do you want victory? Do you want to be victorious in this life for Christ Jesus? Or are you being victorious for yourself? As a Christian, who gives us the victory? Well, it's not ourselves. The victory is not in ourselves. The victory is our faith. It's not faith in the philosophies of the world, some eternal human authority, like teachings of some religious leader, or faith within relying on feelings, inner voices, fantasy, or subjective sensations. We have someone who we look to. And the Christian faith begins with the object of our faith, which is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If it was meant to be in then we would be able to save ourselves and do everything in the faith. But our faith looks out of ourselves at God and what God has given to us in His Son. It begins with Jesus, the promised Messiah, all what He accomplished for us in His life, in His sinless life, His crucifixion, 
His burial, His resurrection and His ascension. These doctrines are so important for our faith. A lovely definition of faith is faith is to believe in all that God has promised and that He will act out His promise and He will bring to completion all that He has promised. And the greatest promise we're waiting for is the return of Christ for us, His children. He has promised us victory in Christ Jesus. And we know that Jesus Christ is seen as the victor and the conqueror. When in Revelation, John is very concerned who's going to open up the scroll. And in verse 5, he, 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 he says, and, and I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more, John. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. Who are they talking about here? Jesus Christ. So that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. See, on the cross, Jesus was victorious over death, sin, the world, and the flesh. And because Jesus is victorious, so are we when we repent and put our faith and trust in Him. And our victory is a result of our faith in Jesus Christ. But if you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, does that mean that we can live and do as we please with this victory? Can we come and go as we please as a Christian? No. We must live humbly, faithfully and obediently according to God's word. Not perfectly. Don't try and live a perfect life. You'll become legalistic and it'll be a burden. Live according to God's word and live in His victory, in Jesus' victory, in His grace and mercy. So this morning I want to continue to encourage us with our second lovely fact. But before we look at our second lovely fact, to, to have this victory that leads to eternal life with God, let me quickly remind us of our first lovely fact. And the first lovely fact that we looked at about two weeks ago was obeying God's Word. Obeying God's Word will help us to have this victory that leads to eternal life. But before we can obey God's word, obviously we need to be saved. Why do you think people aren't obeying God's word out there? Because they're not saved. And sadly, it's even worse when people profess to be Christians and they don't obey God's word. They show no respect or honor to God's word and himself. So before we can obey God's word, we need God to save us. Why do we need God to save us? Because we're dead in our sins. We, we're dead. And you can read about that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. And we need to hear God's word for God to save us. So faith comes from hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. Someone will bring the gospel to us. We don't have to force our will upon people. We just need to preach the gospel and God can work in people's hearts because it's the Holy Spirit that causes us to be saved. When we hear the word of Christ, God causes His Spirit to open our eyes to see the truth concerning Jesus Christ. 
is the object of our faith. And the author of our faith is God. And if we don't believe that, then we just look back at Scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 5 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we are dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Who saved us? God has saved us, and He has made us alive together with Christ, the object of our faith. The author of our faith is God our Father. And it's by grace you have been saved. It's a gift. It's not of your own. No one can save themselves. God causes us to believe and our new birth is a sovereign act of God. And that is so beautiful. And that brings assurance of salvation that if God has saved us, then He's, then he's put us His Spirit in us. And then when we believe that Jesus is the Christ, we are born of God. And everybody wants to be born of God. Everybody wants to be saved. But is that true? No. Look what goes on out there. There's rebellion. There's lawlessness. And we have a great opportunity to share the truth with people around us, in our workplace, in our homes, as we go about doing our daily life. And the beautiful thing is, God gives us new life. He puts new life in us. He gives us eyes to see the truth and hearts that embrace the truth. Our new birth opens our eyes to the truth and, 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 and to Jesus, our Saviour. And then what does the rest of 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 say? Everyone who loves the Father loves whoever is born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. We can't say that we believe that Jesus is the Christ and then we say we're born of God. Something has to happen. We're born of God and we've embraced these truths and we've become alive to loving the things that God loves. And the Father loves us to love one another and to obey His Word. Verse 2 says, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. Like someone said, one cannot love God and keep His commands without loving the children of God. And one cannot love the children of God without loving God and keeping His commands. Real love is shown in concern, is shown by concern to do God's will. And God's will for us is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and love our neighbour as ourselves. But we know when we're looking at this letter, John is actually encouraging us to love one another, the people in the church. And we've preached four sermons on God is love from, verse, from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through to 21. And it was all about that God's grace, mercy, God's love, God's, God's attributes, everything He's given us mustn't just be in our head. It must flow from our hands into the lives of people, loving people. We can't say we love Jesus and then we don't even look to help the person next to us when in need. My wife loves me better because she loves God first. I love my wife better because I love God first. And all our failures in love are the result of failing to love God first and best. And if we're loving God, we're obeying His Word. Our lives must be shaped by loving obedience to God's Word. 
And if we are loving God and we are loving His Word, then His commandments are not a burdensome. His commandments are not a burdensome. God's commandments are not a burdensome, but a natural outworking of our love for God and one another. It comes naturally because God has put His truth in us. He's, he's poured out His love in us through the work of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You can go listen to more of this first lovely fact which I preached on the 29th of May. I fleshed it out a lot more if you want to listen to this first fact which is obeying God's word. Which you can see and read about in verses 1 to 3 of 1 John chapter 5. And if we obey God's word, that gives us the victory to help us to inherit eternal life. Leads to eternal life. This second fact that I want to look at this morning to help us to have this victory that leads to eternal life with God is overcoming the world. Which we see in 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 to 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And this is not new to us because back in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, John has already said, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. We know this world is, is against God's word. And when I talk about the world, I'm not talking about the material things. I'm talking about the worldly philosophies. I'm talking about the, 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 um, the different worldviews that are opposed to God's word and the truth. This world is such an organized system that it's opposed to the things of God. It's under the control of the evil one. And we live in a real world and it's so easy to fall into the pattern of this world and listen to what people say around us instead of obeying God. It's much easier to drift with the world, disobey God and do our own thing than actually is to obey God and overcome this world. If anybody here says that Christian life is easy, you've got it wrong. It's the narrow road. It's extremely hard. That's why we need to be in God's Word daily. Read God's Word daily so God can encourage us and give us the strength to endure our walk with God. Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a dangerous world. If you're trying to make heaven, yeah, you've got it wrong. Trying to make your home your safe haven, you've got it wrong. Because you might stop people from getting in your house, but you cannot stop getting yourself an illness like cancer. How do you stop that? We work on making our homes and everything so safe, but we're not safe. No one is safe in this world. But if you're in Christ, you're safe because you can overcome the world and the things of the world. 
So what is it that enables us to be born of God to overcome the world? Well, I've mentioned it's our faith. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. The word for overcomer comes from a Greek word meaning to conquer, to have victory. And victory was seen in all what Jesus did. He destroyed the enemy on the cross. The Son of God was sent into the world to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus was not defeated on the cross. The world saw defeat. But in heaven, the angels saw victory. And we can be victorious in Christ. When we believe and put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, in His finished work on the cross, we become sharers in His victory. And we can do this because Jesus Himself said this, I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. There it is. In this world you will have tribulations. You will have suffering. You will have trials. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Where did I overcome the world? There on the cross. I defeated sin, Satan, the world and the flesh. There on the cross I was victorious. I am the victor and the conqueror. And who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? It doesn't mean now you can just sit back and do nothing. No, this is when the fight begins. This is when we put on the full armour of God and we, and we take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we go out there and we fight the good fight because our fight is not in flesh and blood. It's in the spiritual powers, the dark forces of this world, which are extremely powerful and we underestimate how powerful the enemy is. Faith in Jesus, the Son of God, is the victory that has overcome the world for us. Victory comes to the Christian that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It is our love for God that helps us to overcome the world. Just reading around, and, and it was quite encouraging for me, and it also humbled me, because I also struggled. But I don't put myself on the pedestal here and like I've arrived and I know it all and I've got it all worked out. No. I'm an ordinary man given the privilege to preach God's word. And what a privilege it is to speak the truth in love. To warn us. To warn myself first. But yes, one of the tests for maturing love is really our personal attitude towards God's word. What is your attitude like towards God's word? When last did you open God's Word and read it? When last did you allow God's Word to minister to you? It's a Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But we got it the other way around. We live on bread and forget about God's Word because it's old, it's ancient. Dust can just carry on collecting on the bookshelves. If you look back at David, the reason why he 
could take on Goliath was because he had a strong, intimate relationship with God. He knew he was victorious in his God because his God was an almighty God, the all-powerful, all-man, all-wise God. And he looked to him for help to defeat Goliath. In God's word, we find God's will for our lives. We find everything for our lives. We find how we, how, we, how we treat our wives. Wives, how you treat your husbands. How we treat our children. How we, our children treat the parents. How you treat employers and employees. The Christian who experiences God's love in them finds themselves enjoying God's word and truly loving it. They do not read God's word as a textbook, but as a love letter. This is probably the most beautiful book that has been given to us. And Hebrews warns us about this book. And it says this in um, verse 12. For the word of God is living. It's the only book that is alive, the Bible. Because Jesus is alive and he's given us his spirit and it's, a, it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Carry on living as you please as a Christian, but one day you're going to have to give an account to God. Why not start now? Obeying God's word and overcoming this world by obeying God's word. Victorious faith is the result of maturing love. The more we love God and the more we love each other, the more our love matures and hungers and thirsts after God and wants to know this God. Because our love is maturing and our love is helping us fight the battles of life. There's no to do this or do that. That's a burden. That's legalism. If you think that you get up in the morning and you're going to read your word and you're going to pray to God and now you're going to have a great day out there, you've got it wrong. That's God is not a God of performance. You cannot get God to love you any more than He does love you through and by His Son, Jesus Christ. God the Father loves you exactly the same as He loves Jesus. No different. And He's given us all the spiritual blessings. The only thing he hasn't given us is to be like Jesus. And some of the churches make a mockery of that. They think they can be like the Son of God and do things that God has not called us to do. But he called his Son to do. And the apostles to do. But not us. We're just ordinary men wanting to preach God's word, teach God's word, so the congregation can be built up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like Romans says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. You want to overcome the world? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you do that? Go to His Word and learn about Him. Let Him teach you. Observe all that He has commanded in the Word, in the Gospels. And then He will help you. Will you do this perfectly? No. Will you fail at doing that at times? Yes. But we've got each other to help each other. To share the burdens we can overcome this world because Jesus has made us victors. He has defeated every enemy and we share his victory. 
Through faith we have victory. Like someone says, we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. We don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. Because we are victorious in Christ Jesus. God has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through Jesus, and through love and obedience to God our Father, we have victory. To overcome this world is to live obediently before God. Loving God, loving one another, loving your neighbor that is also outside this church, the unlovely, the stranger, the enemy, people that rub you up the wrong way. You can't be at peace with everybody, but we try and strive to be at peace as we live in this fallen world. Faith in Jesus helps us see with new eyes. See the grace and wisdom of God. And God has given us everything in Jesus. Is him, in Him is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And we have that grace to help us overcome this world. But we are responsible to, to take up our cross daily and deny ourselves and follow Jesus. And we learn about Him in the Gospels. We've got to be alert to God's Word. We've got to know what God's will is for us in the sense of how do we please Him and obey Him and honour Him. There's so much to be grateful and thankful to for our Father who, who has loved us and has given us victory and it is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that gives us the victory to overcome this world because judgment is coming. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to return, not as a lamb, but as a lion, to take home his children. If you don't believe me, read God's word. And it tells us we're going to give an account one day for our lives. So hopefully we can be challenged this morning as we've looked at these two lovely facts to help us to, to, to see this victory and help, to help us to know this victory leads to eternal life in God. And the two lovely facts is to obey God's word and to overcome the world. And we can only do this is if we are obeying what this passage says. I'll read it again. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. And by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. He's telling us, if you're born of God, you overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is it that overcomes the world? Well, except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's why Paul can say this, because he was, he, he was a man that lived as someone who overcame the world. He said this, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And the fact that Paul lives by faith in the Son of God is going to tell you that he is overcoming the world because his victory is in 
his faith. And his faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, who lives in him and helps him. Who died for him to help us. So will we be obedient to God's word and be challenged to obey God and to overcome this world because of our faith? Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your grace and mercy in our lives. Thank you again. Your word is so narrow, so full of truth and substance. It's there to help us to examine our hearts. It's there to, to help us to see if we are walking in a manner worthy of our calling. So Father, please help us. Help us to examine our hearts this morning and to see if we are obeying your word and overcoming this world, that it's because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Please forgive us, Father, when we don't. Be merciful to us. Be gracious to us. And thank you that we have this victory to overcome the world already in Christ Jesus. Help us to believe this, Father. Help our unbelief. Times we just don't look to you and trust you. But thank you again for the Apostle John that can remind us of these truths to fix our eyes back on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Help us, Father. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And we thank you, Father, for Jesus. Pray and ask this all in his precious name. Amen.